0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, September 19th, 2021. In other words, R-E-A-P, REAP.
1: Well, good morning, Connection Church. I am so, ha- we are so happy to be back after two weeks of vacation I'm still in a little bit of a vacation mode, not ready for the fall, so still have the flip-flops on for a little while longer. <laughs> it has been a blessing to be away. It's the first time we've been away for two Sundays in a row in our 20-year history here, and the reason why we could do it is because of you. You just kept serving, kept leading, kept doing everything that you do so that we could take some time apart and, um, and have a great, great time. My name's Carrie Jones.
0: I'm Alan Jones.
1: And we are two sinners who've been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for everybody here in this place at 4744 Summit Bridge Road and those joining us online. Open our hearts that we might be changed and transformed by your word. I pray this in the name of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, amen.
0: Amen. So um, I pulled this out of my garden this week. I, I call it a garden. It's actually five plants, three tomato, two pepper along the back of the house. But I looked it up. By definition, that is a garden. So there we go. And um, you know, I bought this. It was a, a green plant a few months ago. Now I put it in the ground. There wasn't one little red tomato on the whole plant, but I trusted. See, this little sign was in the thing. It said, "Tomato." See that in big letters, "Tomato." So I trusted that they weren't lying to me. And then I also know that somewhere along the way, I heard that what you uh, what you you reap what you sow. Maybe you've heard that. You reap. so I figured, okay, I'm sowing not the seeds but the plant. I'm sowing. I'm gonna get a tomato. Because you know, you plant corn, you get corn. You plant beans, you get plant cucumbers, you get so I'm planting what they told me was a tomato. I'm expecting to get a tomato. And guess what? It's not real big, but it is nice and red. It's gonna be very good on that BLT at lunchtime. But you, you reap what you sow. It's a it's a truthful statement in that you reap what you sow.
1: So in the New Testament, which is in the second half of the Bible, we uh, meet a guy named Apostle Paul. He wrote a lot of the second half of the Bible. A lot of letters you might recognize, like Corinthians and Galatians and and Ephesians. Anyway, he wrote a lot of that, but he shares universal truth. In his letter to a church at Galatia, here's what Paul shares. Paul says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right. For we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then, whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of the family of God. Mm.
0: And so drawing on this universal truth that that what you plant is what you get, the Apostle Paul uses this figuratively to, to apply to the seeds that we plant in our lives, in our dealings with each other. If we plant seeds of corruption seeds of negativity, seeds of uh, doubt, seeds of evil, that's going to be what we will harvest, what we will reap. And it will not be good. We will reap bad things. On the other hand, if we sow seeds of the Spirit, seeds of love, seeds of hope, seeds of salvation, seeds of love, seeds of Jesus, we will, in fact, reap good, eternal life from the Spirit. What, that's what we read. Sow bad things, reap bad things. Sow good things, reap good things. It's a law of nature. You reap what you sow.
1: So it goes far beyond sowing seeds and scenes of good and evil. We found in our lives that we can apply this as well. You get something out, you get out what you put into something. You put little in, you get little out. If you put a lot in, you often get a lot out. I can remember one time I was very anxious to put a border up in our laundry room in our Seaford house. And so my friend and I like put it up really fast. And the next day, it was like so crooked. It was terrible. And so we didn't take the necessary time that we needed to do the job in the right way. Like relationships as well. If you invest in a relationship, in a friendship, you talk, you share from your heart, you're vulnerable, authentic, Um, maybe there's accountability, which is really important, then that relationship can become deep and meaningful and lasting. If you put little into a relationship, the result is that the relationship gives you little back. You reap what you sow.
0: So we're on week three of this series, in other words. And in this series, we're focusing on some acronyms that will help guide us in our Christian walk. Now, an acronym, as I'm sure you know, is a word formed from the initial letters of some other words. For example, if you use a a debit card, you have a PIN number, P-I-N, personal identification number, P-I-N.
1: Or the word laser, I just thought it was like a, a light. Like well, a laser, it's, right? Yeah. It stands for light amplification by the simulated emission of radiation.
0: Who knew that? Good. Okay. I'm not alone. Or SCUBA, self-contained underwater breathing apparatus.
1: All right. Yeah. We've got one that I don't know who knows this one.
0: Have uh, you ever... S- Chad I, I know
1: Chad does. Have you ever sent a care package? Of course. We send care packages to people we love. So... Post-World War II, these were packages sent from the United States through the Cooperative for American Remittances to Europe.
0: (laughs) C-A-R-E.
1: Really? How about that? Or they changed the name later, Cooperative for Assistance and Relief Everywhere, Uh care package.
0: Go figure. So week one, two weeks ago, our friend Karen Bernal shared a message exploring the acronym HOPE, H-O-P-E, um, holding on to promise every day. Last week, our own Carlton Parker uh, explored the acronym FEAR, F-E-A-R, face everything and rejoice. And so we were blessed to share with you in these messages down at the beach. We were able to be online. That was great. So today we create the acronym REAP, R-E-A-P. And that stands for Read, Explore, Apply, and Pray. It's an acronym that we're going to encourage you to use when you read your scriptures.
1: And so first of all, why is reading the Bible so important? Well, let's go right to scripture to find out. In 2 Timothy, we are reminded of this. All scripture is inspired by God. Well, why wouldn't we want to read a book inspired by God? All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work.
0: Uh, so you know we often say um, that communicating with God's a two-way street, right? Uh, it's not just us talking; God listening, but also God talking and, and us listening. Um, and I know many of us, myself included, have never actually heard God speak in an audible voice. Some have, but I know I haven't. Um, and so we wonder then, how does God speak to us? Well, the primary way is through God's Word, through the, through the Bible, through Scripture. It's God's love letter to us. And as Paul shared in the second letter to Timothy, God uses holy word to teach to reproof or reprimand, and to train in righteousness. Righteousness means right living, aligning our life with God. And so God uses our Holy Word to talk with us about the things that we need to hear in order for us to get ever closer to Christ, ever closer to being that person God had in mind when God first thought of us. But it's difficult for God to communicate to us if we don't take the time to get to know him, to listen, to read that scripture carefully.
1: So Alan said, this is God's love letter to us. Have you ever gotten a love letter? Well, um, they're really sweet. Like,
0: If you haven't, spouses, you know, think about that. Or
1: it can just be a letter from someone special or a special card. Um, when we were dating alan was in graduate school in indiana and it was pre-cell phone and so we had to write to each other
0: it was expensive to call
1: it was and so (laughs) i can remember getting letters a lot of days and i'd open it up and i'd read it and then you know i'd put it down and then i'd open it up and read it again because it was just I could feel the we emotion. We probably should
0: burn those letters.
1: <laughs> I know we should. <laughs> anyway, you know, I've got to tell you this. You wrote this a, good. <laughs> a poem for me. Mm. In your green, your green eyes or some, something like I still have it folded up in my top drawer and I'm afraid to open it because it'll all fall apart (laughs) but it's still there so 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 there are things that are precious and that's what this is God's word God's love letter to us and so in order to be able to read it we want to give you some tools specifically for reading the love letter that God has written to us we're going to use the word reap r-e-a-p and the first is read. You've got to read it. It just doesn't, like, by assimilation come in. You have to open it up. You can read the book. You can open up the app on your phone. I mean, we've all got phones, and so open up your Bible, either physical or in your phone, and read. You can start at the very beginning in Genesis, or you could try to read um, in the middle of the Bible one of the Gospels, that's the good news, the ministry of Jesus with Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. We would suggest that you not start with one of the books like Chronicles Le- Chronicles or Leviticus. <laughs> that's really um, interesting, <laughs> but not the place to start.
0: Little but
1: the, the important thing is to read it. And here's the thing, when we read it, we, <laughs> Barry, so I'm, I'm watching those of you on screen, like, hi, how are you? How are you? And I just see this flip. I want to auction off that love letter poem from Alan and Carrie at the cabaret. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I'm not
0: sure a quarter's going to make that much difference, yeah. Barry. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's good. Okay, I'm going to pay... turn the phone over and not look at no, it I, I would
0: pay a lot of money for that poem. what's that I would would pay good money for that would you really $100 I I might do it
1: no don't don't. don't. I can't part with it it's too precious there's no money attached to it (laughs) okay we digress (laughs) it's important like when we read a newspaper or a textbook we read for information and that's true too when we read the scripture but we're talking about ingesting it in a new way delving into it, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us and work in and through the words of the Scripture. Ooh.
0: So R is for read, E then is for explore, to look a little bit more closely I was thinking earlier, uh, we're taking a trip out west of the Grand Canyon later in October. We have this atlas, you know, in the beginning of the atlas, you have the picture of the whole United States. It'd be tough to do a lot of fine-tuned traveling. I mean, you can see major routes, and you see the whole gist. But then there's the individual state, if you wanted to see going from here to here in more detail. Just like the scripture, you start with the big picture, read the whole thing, as Kerry said. But then you focus in and you explore. You look at it more closely, you know, as you're reading. Were there words that stuck out to you, that that caught your attention? You know, there are scriptures I've read over and over and over, the next time I read it, there's something I didn't see before. A couple weeks ago, I was uh, reading a scripture for the message, and there was this one word I thought, wow, I never realized that word was there, you know? I think the Holy Spirit said, hey, Alan, this is important. You need to focus on this a little bit, because that's what happens. When you open yourself up and you say, Holy Spirit, guide me, lead me, the Holy Spirit will kind of almost uh, highlight those words as you're reading it, if you're taking the time that's a key factor if you're taking the time and energy to look closely at it. And so you might read that section a couple of times, Holy Spirit, give me something, help me, draw me to what you want me to see, Holy Spirit. Now the other day, Carrie's reading this book by Craig Groeschel, he's a pastor, he's an author, and the book's called Winning the War in Your Mind, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. And I picked the book up, I happened to look at the chapter that she was reading that day, and and and... <clears throat> In this book, Rochelle talks about meditating on God's word, which is what we're talking about here, and he compares it to something called rumination. Who here knows what rumination is?
1: Uh, there you go. Amy. I knew, Amy, you yeah. would.
0: Yeah. And, oh. and yes, yes, Bruce, yes, okay, yeah. a few of us do in the early service, a guy who does a lot of farming. Rumination.
1: We should have Amy up here talking about this. We
0: should. Um, It's going to be a little bit... see, we get done just before lunchtime. That's going to maybe mess your lunch up, but this is really good stuff. This is really valuable. Rumination um, is the cud-chewing process of cows, and from what I read, some other animals like sheep and deer. Okay, good. Um, Rumination allows a cow to, when they're first grazed in the field, to eat quickly, not chew it up real good, get it in, in its stomach. And then later... As the cow's taking it easy, taking his afternoon, you know, just laying around. The cut in the stomach is regurgitated. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? And rechewed, and re I see it going, oh, we're going someplace with this, not just to gross you out. And, and, and during the ru- ru- rumination, are you catching this right, Amy? Am I hitting it? it, it, it the cow chews it slower and rechews and re and gets more nutrients out of it and really pulverizes. From what Murray told me, that's really important for uh, the more they do it, the more milk they produce and, and like that. And so here's the thing. rumination's not limited to a single regurgitation either. It <laughs> can go over and over. This was the really interesting thing. Like a, fairy, a, a dairy cow in the U.S. will spend an average of seven to eight hours a day Remu- remu- Ruminating. Doing what I just talked about. <laughs> kind of gross, isn't it? But it's, it's really interesting. You're going to see why when Carrie talks.
1: So what does this have to do with reading the Bible? I don't know, Carrie. Why don't you tell us? Well, rumination also means to delve into something, to think <clears throat> about something deeply. And so Craig used this to give us insight into meditating on God's Word digging deeper, and so when we read our Bible, it's, we're not talking about reading it quick and being done, checking off the list, you know, doing that, and I, I'm guilty, I, I've done it plenty and plenty and plenty of times, but there, and, but this is like really reading something and like chewing on it, like my eyes right now are going to Isaiah 6, uh, verse 3, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. So like right now, as I'm looking at that, it's like holy, that word, holy, holy, holy. What I'm going to chew on that. What does that mean? What does that look like? How does that apply to me, to my life? And so it's getting the nutrient out of, of the scripture way that the cow gets that out of when the cow chews. And so it's chewing and swallowing and seeking direction and pondering and meditating and kind of letting it go around in our head and in our heart. It really becomes kind of an intimate experience with the word of God when we do this because it it penetrates, it penetrates into us. And again, it just might be a word, that's what we're talking about, to try to get the most, reap the most out of what God is trying to say to us.
0: Mm. Gives a whole new meaning to when you say, let me chew one a little bit. Okay, so we explore, it's, it's, it's exciting when we explore like this, we explore the scripture, you know, it's finding new things even in some uh, places where we've maybe already traveled several times, uh, you know. Like I say, there are times when a word or a phrase will pique my interest, and maybe I, I really didn't focus on that word before. or Maybe uh, I thought, well, what does that really mean? And I have a Bible. Anybody have the Life Application Bible? It's a, it's got a, <laughs> that much footnote, that much Bible, and sometimes I can't read. I don't have the time to read the footnote. But when I do, I, I glean a lot from that. I take the time to read the footnote, or. I might take a, um, another uh, translation of the Bible, and it uses maybe a different word that for that because they're translating from the Hebrew and the Old Testament, the Greek and the New Testament. Maybe that Greek word has a, some shades of meaning, and there are different words that might catch that shade. And if I read a different translation, it gets me thinking about how that word can be used and, and what's trying to be said. Uh, um, Different scriptures will put emphasis here or there or word it a little bit differently. And maybe I turn to the back of the Bible, maybe it's talking about a place and I see where it's located in terms of around, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Or or maybe there's a timeline and I am able to put it in, you know, what, it, what I'm saying is you just don't read through it and gloss over it, but you really dig in and try to fully not just understand, but say, God, what are you trying to get me to get out of this? What am I trying to understand here? Um you know like uh, like I say the Old Testament Hebrew the New Testament Greek uh, there are these books called a concordance a concordance takes every word in the Bible and it'll give you was it the Hebrew word and what the full me- various meanings of that are or the Greek word uh, mine's co- I have an NIV because I typically use the NIV version of Bible <clears throat> and in fact it's called an exhaustive concordance because the thing is exhaustive just to carry it around and it's exhaustive because it covers every single word in the Scripture. It's really helpful at times. And an um, example would be like uh, the Greek word for love. We've talked about that here many times. Uh, for us, love is love. But the Greeks, I mean, they have like eight, at least eight different words for love because it's one thing to have a brotherly love. philos, like Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Another word for the love of a friend. Another word for romantic love. Another word for that love that most of the New Testament talks about, agape love, that unconditional love that God has for us and calls us to have for one another. And so each of those is a little different shade of meaning, and it's important to understand what kind of love we're talking about. And so that concordance is very helpful to find out just exactly what that shade of meaning, what that love in that case means. You know, we have so many, um, so many, uh, resources at our fingertips. If you have the internet, I mean, you can look up all kind of Bible information. Let me give you a caution, though. And this is true whether it's a footnote in the Life Application Bible or any Bible, whether it's a, uh, uh, maybe uh, there are things called commentaries where uh, Bible scholars have commented on... Uh, the different books of the bible we have three sets of commentaries in the office if you ever want to use and we keep them in house but you could use many times but keep in mind it's going to be shaded according to how this person understands the scripture those things are not the gospel you with me the bible is the thing that comes from god and these are outside things so always be cautious try to find out a little bit about who's doing the commenting who's who what and why they may have a particular uh, approach. To how they're commenting on the Bible. Anyway, what we were trying to say here is just explore as fully as you can that section of Scripture. And maybe the importance isn't, it's more deep than it is wide. Maybe bite off a little bit less, but chew it a little bit more fully.
1: So what we're talking about is not necessarily something that you can do every day. So we want to be clear about that. We're not trying to set these expectations where, you know, yeah, you have to do this every day. It would be great if we did, but, you know, to read the Bible, to read your devotional material, now that's a must every day. But what we're talking about, if you can do it, you know, a couple times a week, once a week, that would be great. And, um, but just do it. So it's read, explore. A is for apply. Apply. Apply is the hardest part. You know, we, we can read it and we can learn all about it, but the application of it in our lives, that's a whole different ball game. That's where the rubber meets the road. I could read something and, and take it in and study it, but I might not live it out, I might not do it. Example, I know lots and lots about uh, eating healthy and exercise. I mean, I have a nursing background, and if I would apply it, things might be a little bit different in my life. I know about it, but I've gotta live it out, and that is so true with the scripture and when we apply it here's what happens we might have to change we might have to change a direction an attitude a thought the way we use our time you know i read stuff and then i think oh i need to give a little bit more time in this area there there's a sacrifice that gets made but when god tells us to do it or leads us to it it's always right always right there are so many times when i get my own self in the way i lead i go down a path of destruction but when i apply god's word in my life it's always right we can trust god we can trust god and his direction But when i apply it's like okay what changes do i need to make um where am i resistant to what god is saying That happens. And then I'm like, well, why am I resistant? What's the problem here? So this reaping is really taking it in and trying to live it out in our lives and apply is where the rubber meets the road.
0: Mm. Or Read, uh, E. Explore, I apply. P, now what could that P stand? We're in church. What's the main P word in church? Pray. Pray, right? Pray, pray, pray. Last, that word in the acronym, but it's something we should be doing throughout this process. Start with prayer even before we open to the Scripture. Pray as we explore more closely what God wants us to glean from His Holy Word. Pray as we ask God how He wants us to apply this newfound understanding of the Bible to our lives. Pray, pray, pray. This step involves asking God to work in our lives concerning the truths truths that we have discovered in our reading you know, we're not all alone in this. Here's what Jesus promised the disciples as he was looking to his last days on earth with them. What he shared with them is as true now as it was then. We find this in John, the Gospel of John, the fourth fourth, uh, book of the New Testament, 14th chapter, 26th verse. This is the New Living Translation. Jesus said this, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything. You hear that? He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. And so in prayer, the Holy Spirit will bring to mind the things you've learned, uh, read, explored, applied. You know, we talk about the importance of prayer practically every Sunday in one, one way or another. We would go so far as to say it's it's weird when we wrote this we said difficult i'm going to say it's impossible to have a a meaningful relationship with god without prayer impossible
1: and so today we've used the acronym reap read explore apply and pray in a way to read scripture to go a little bit deeper there are other acronyms And we're not saying you have to do this, but what we are asking is to do something and do something more than just gloss over, but to read deep. I have used the acronym SOAP, Scripture, Observations, Application, Prayer. There's lots of others, but the point is to do it. Why is this so important? Why is it so important to delve into the scriptures? Life is hard. Life is really tough. A lot of joy in it. A lot of good. There's a lot of heartache. And left to that on our own, it's a dark, dark, dark world. And when we know the word of God, even in the darkness or even in the grayness, there's this glimmer of hope. Like there's this even if it's pinpoint of light, that God shows us even in our darkest days. Now, a lot of days, they go along just fine. Get up, go to work, or do whatever we do, and come home and eat and go to bed and do it again. Then some days, there's this direction, and then we get a phone call, or we get told something, and it just spirals us out of control, rightly so. We need to be praying for Dan Jones, Mary Beth Leonard, and Haley Jones and Jan Jones, our dear Zach, who was in his mid-20s, passed away at medical school just this last week. We'll be having services for him later this week. No, I mean, that's not supposed to happen. How do you deal with that? Well, I've never experienced something that devastating. Never. But there have been devastating things in my life. And what happens when you ruminate on the Word of God, when you study God's Word, when you're in these spaces, God starts speaking and speaking and speaking. And so I hear God, or I hear in my head, words like, I will fight for you, says the Lord. You only need to be still. It just comes right in. Or I hear, that's in Exodus, or there's a psalm, I am your refuge. I am your strength. Uh, There's uh, be strong and courageous. That's in Joshua, and it's also in Deuteronomy. I hear, uh, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the gate. I am the one. I am who I am. It just starts coming. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on on your own understanding. That's in Proverbs. Thing is, you don't have to get every single word right. But it's just taking it in and grabbing, letting it grab hold of you to carry you through the good days and the bad days. And that won't happen unless we read, explore, apply, or pray, or whatever method use. And so we encourage you to take this really seriously. It'll save your life. It will save your life if you do this. If you want to talk more about it, if you need help with it, just talk to talk, talk to us. We'll we can go a little farther with you on it. Read, explore, apply, pray, whether you're starting off in your journey, you've been with it, This is it, the love letter. This is the good news of the scripture. Let's believe it. Let's read it. Let's live it. And let's pray. Almighty God, wow. Thank you so, so much for your love letter to us. Whether it's on my phone or on my computer screen or in this book, God, I... I just want more i want more word of god speak lord thank you for the life that you breathe in to each one of us thank you for your presence even when we don't think we can breathe another breath or take another step thank you for carrying us during those times thank you for dying for us on the cross so that we could have life and have it to the full thank you for forgiveness forgiving us as we forgive one another Lord you are a good good God and absolutely there are things that we don't understand words in in these books and chapters about things that we're like what is that all about but Lord from cover to cover one thing that we know is that you love us enough to send your very best. And so it is in the name of Jesus that I pray all of this. And thank you.
0: Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302 7692 Connection Community Church Connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.